Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Brewers Talk, the podcast from the Burton Mail. We've been off for a few weeks for various reasons. It's been a pretty hectic time covering Burton Albion over the last three weeks or so. But we are back here ready to discuss all the latest Burton Albion news from the closed reception area of the Burton Mail because we've been thrown out of our usual office. Um, not really, but we just fancied a bit of a change. See if this helps with the acoustics, maybe. Um, I'm Ashley Wilkinson, Burton Albion writer for the Burton Mail. Um, I will be your host through our magical journey through everything Burton Albion. What, what, what a way to sell a podcast. <laughs> what, it, mad, the magical mystery tour is coming to take you away in terms of Burton Albion. Anyway, we are here. Um, I'm here with Joshua Murray. Josh, please do say hello. Burton Albion writer for the Burton Mail, Joshua Murray. Good afternoon. How are we, Ash? I'm very well, thank you. Are you, mate? Yes, not too bad, mate. Not too bad after, uh, yeah, well, like you say, it was a pretty busy seven days uh, with the Brewers, but an enjoyable one as well. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to sort of reflect. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree with that more, so we'll have a bit of reflection today. Um, good levels, by the, by the way, Josh. Good levels. Um, and we're also joined, of course, by award-winning podcaster <laughs> Stephen Martin, um, not the referee who refused to give Burton Albion a penalty against Newcastle and then turned one down for Norwich City as well, this, this but rather really, our Stephen Martin. This has really become a bit of a gimmick now, hasn't it? It I is a bit, really yeah. As a referee. You are effectively... And tripping the, up as well, of course, the actor from Cheaper by the Dozen and yeah. Pig Panther as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to just suggest you are the gimmick of Brewers Talk, Stephen, but... <laughs> I'm certainly what? not. I'm certainly not not suggesting it. This is, no, I'm joking, of course. We're delighted to have you here, Stephen. As always, um, and yeah, well, I guess where better place to start than with some match discussion? Um, and there's been a fair few of them lately, lads. Yes, um, there's inundated. been inundated, inundated with games. Indeed, three games in six days, or three games in a week, as we've had that debate now. <laughs> is, is it three games in a week? Is it three games in less than a week? In any case, it was Norwich City a week last Saturday, followed by Derby County last Tuesday we're recording this uh, on the Monday after these games and then Blackburn Rovers last Friday night it feels like a long sort of uh, a long time actually since we've seen the Brewers play having seen them play so often in a week and Josh we'll start with the Norwich win Um, what what else to say other than it's a win over Norwich City yeah absolutely well I mean you reflect on how busy a week it was and and at the start of the week, you probably looked at the three games and, and the, the form of the three sides. I mean, Norwich. if you can hear, if you can hear, sorry to interrupt. If you could hear that, that's a very loud motorbike being done outside. As oh. I say, we're sat in the Just reception area. Though, I thought you were about to sort of do some kind of crazy stuff. Well, you knew exactly what sort of make and model of bike that one. Just if you, just if you hear that, that's a. Uh, that's where we need Dave Parkinson, I think. Yeah, but uh, um, he's, he's he's not a he's he's not good he's not going on the podcast. Oh, I'll let you, I'll let you tell him that. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, your point, yes, Josh. On Norwich. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were in, they were in fine form, weren't they? Going into it, and I th- it was always going to be a game that sort of set the tone for the week. I think um, that's not to say, obviously, that, that many Brewers fans would have necessarily expected a win, um, but I think you know, with the with the way that performances felt like they were improving, but they'd still been fluctuating. It was sort of a yeah, it was about setting the bar, and they they were brilliant to be honest for for a minute one. I mean, you think about Norwich's goal that, that equalised. Um, it was one of the most sort of fortuitous goals I think I've I've ever seen in the flesh. 
Um, other than that, they, they barely threatened. They barely threatened Burton all day and, and <coughs> a couple of great goals. You know, Lasse Vegan Christensen, uh, sort of brilliant play down down the right to, to nick the ball off Tim Close to set up Corley Woodrow's first. Um, and then Michael Kitely, who, you know, we'll get on to the, the January signings later, but what a signing he's been so far and, and lobbed a, a classy finish for the winner. And The second home game in a row where those two um, yeah. scored the goals that won the match. Absolutely, and I think more than anything, you know, we, we look about, we reflect on the week as a whole and, and that sort of win, you know, as much as the, the next games were, were big and that there was still pressure on them, to get three points there just felt like a, it. Well, it, it felt like a bonus, certainly a bonus two points. Yeah. Um, and I think more than anything, that sort of yeah, it sort of set the tone in that sense for for the rest of the week. And like you say, the quality that Norwich had. I think I think most people as well would have probably taken um, Owen in that run of three games, particularly. But I think most people were probably surprised that it came against Norwich. I mean, probably like yeah. Derby. Actually, the two the two sides who've most threatened to push into the playoffs without actually breaking into that top six and more recently without actually looking like doing so either they've both been on sort of mixed runs of form Norwich have been much the better side lately actually when you compare them to Derby but uh, they still possess a lot of quality in that side they do I think the one important thing to remember from a Burton standpoint is it was probably the game with the least pressure so you had Blackburn on Friday night which was a huge game in the relegation battle Derby is the local rivalry Yep. Norwich was the game where anything was a bonus and so you can go out there and, and they played brilliantly they looked a, a team coming together I should say you know there was a lot of signs in January and they looked like they were working really well together there was a lot of good link up play you mentioned about the Cameron Jerome goal uh, Josh very fortuitous should it have been allowed we, you know, the yeah. jury's out on that but they, they came back and they did what we haven't necessarily seen Burton do enough of this season, which was come back from a setback and turn it into a positive. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they moved on then to Derby, and we'll sort of um, just <clears throat> we'll have a brief look at these games anyway because they are, I appreciate, you know, around a week old now, yes. more so in the Norwich case. That Derby County win, particularly, I mean, I, I remember noting in my analysis just how much that looked to take out of the legs of Burton yeah. Albion because um, we know Derby County have got a very gifted side when it comes to passing the ball around. Derby County have got the players that are capable of finding those angles and finding the key pass with any amount of space afforded to them. So Brewers lined up in a 4-5-1, as they did against Norwich, but with a much flatter sort of outlook. Rather than having the sort of staggered wingers who get forward a bit more, they were very much focused on defending um, the two wide men. And that worked well to limit Derby's effectiveness. You know, Tom Ince had a frustrating evening. He did well in patches. But Akechianya, again, after a bright start, was sort of struggling after a while. Will Hughes was just he was almost omnipresent on the pitch in terms of yeah. how he popped up in space, whether deep in the left channel or in front of his back four, picking the ball up, dictating play, but without being able to find that that killer passing. It was that defensive work, the closing down quickly and smartly. This was something I remember saying when we saw Liverpool earlier on in the season. The one thing I, could, I noticed was just how quick they were in the pressing, but how smart they were as well in how they closed down and how they closed the angles well. It's not just about getting up close to a player when you're defending. Yeah. It's about making sure you're in the right position to stop that pass going anywhere else. Yeah. You look at where the team, his teammates are around him and position yourself accordingly. Derby County, did, uh, Burton Albion, I should say, did something very similar for me, Josh, at Derby County, mm. and it was a thoroughly deserved point in the end. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, if they didn't create too much going forward. Yeah, and I, I think it's fair, you know, it's fair to say they didn't. They had a couple of Barney had a header saved, and Lloyd Dyer flashed that one across the face of goal. But, but by and large, that that wasn't what the game was about. Andy Garner said as much afterwards. He said, you know, we're not we're not going to sort of come out here and beat around the bush. We we, we set up for a point, and that's exactly what we got. And Nigel Clough then said, sort of in uh, the morning after, when he was looking ahead to, to the Blackburn game, that. 
earlier on in the season when when you know I suppose points aren't on the board and it's a bit more of a level playing field. But Albion was setting up two attack teams on on the you know away from home. You think about the Forest game on the opening day. You think about even games like Leeds and Ipswich where they lost, where they were so good going forward. Now there's a bit there's more pragmatism because okay we're in a situation where we can genuinely survive here and we need to be clever about where we pick up points. That you know that's what the thinking is at the club and and, and it's bang on. And the Derby game, given the exertions of the Norwich game, they probably weren't going to have the energy to keep countering Derby. And if they did, they were going to leave themselves open, like you say. They press superbly. They threw themselves in the way of everything, um, you know, blocks galore. John, uh, you know, John Messina, the lights, the, the headers, Ben Turner, all getting up. And then exactly another thing, what they need, a bit, bit of luck. Darren Bent has a, you know, a chance from two yards out. Tom Naylor did get a foot on it. It's worth noting, but that's the type of thing which I think would have gone against the Brewers earlier in the season. Everything just added up: the effort, the intensity, and the game plan. Um, and it's you know points like that which are just as important as you know your big wins against sides down near the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're coming in there with someone even no no oh, worries. I was going to mention about the Tom Naylor. Yeah, uh, yeah. The talk is vital. It was good defending, but the one thing I would mention is it was nice to see, especially Matty Palmer doing a job that he's not necessarily um, used to. I know we've covered this in midweek against the club he left as a youngster as well. Yeah, exactly. it was a big game for him, and it, it was nice to see him maybe adapting his game a little bit more to being not just a technical player, but someone who can have a bit of bite in midfield and win the ball. Because yeah. ball winners are always integral to a side success, and especially playing in a deeper role, it's what Burton can really well, he's, do. He's him. becoming a more complete midfielder. Yes, he you know, he's always been a brilliant player on the ball, but he is, you know, he, he has added that defensive side superbly. And that's something Nigel Clough mentioned actually a few months ago, isn't it? That he wanted Matt um, to get that more sort of defensive yeah. side added to his game. You know, Hamza Chowdhury was sent back. We know how good Hamza Chowdhury is at winning the ball back in midfield and, and putting those slide challenges in and making sure that he's screening his back for, well, at least at League One level. Um, when Chowdhury went back, it was around that sort of time that Clough said, we want Matt Palmer to be doing that as well as the stuff that he does yeah. well further forward. And to be honest, I think we are seeing that that sort of development. Games like that against Derby, um, I believe, will only help with that. Um, but the exertions of Derby were certainly felt um, I think it's fair to say against Blackburn. Um, you know, we speaking to the Nigel Club afterwards. He, you know, he, he did. Th- th- I mean, there was mention in the media, you know, of, of the tired legs and that sort of thing. And yeah. they gave the players some time off in between the games. They they had recovery days. They didn't. You know, you're going, you're playing on the Tuesday, then you're playing on the Friday, and a game like that, particularly on the Tuesday, your legs, it's not an easy thing to do yeah. to move on from one to the other uh, that quickly. But seeing how they fell behind, probably deservedly, albeit, you know, quite fortuitously, Blackburn took the lead with, through Matt Palmer's own goal. The way they rallied early on in the second half and showed the legs they needed to get that goal and get into position, like Marvin Sordell did, to yeah. curl the ball past uh, Jason Steele against Blackburn, I think in the end it was probably a deserved point, if only for the fact that they showed that character and they showed that determination mm-hmm. to make sure that they at least took a point. From Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, it was it was a game that I don't think any either side wants to lose really or could afford to lose. You know, Blackburn certainly not. If they'd have lost it, the Brewers would have moved nine points clear of, of them. Equally, the Brewers lose it and they feel like they've been dragged right back down into the mire. So I think you could you could tell just speaking to the managers afterwards that both managers seem pretty <laughs> pleased with a point. I think and, and yeah. that, you know, like you say, and it's it's one that the Brewers did deserve for their reaction, but. I think you have to take your hats off to, to Blackburn. I mean, we were sat there, weren't we, on the press match the first first half an hour of the game. The new manager saying, bounce. Yeah, yeah, but you were, you know you look at this Blackburn side and the speed of their passing, their quality on the ball, their confidence. They were they were more than happy when the Brewers pressed to just turn around, play back, and start again. You were thinking 
it doesn't seem like a team playing in the, in the you know in the bottom three at the moment. No. But the fact is, Albion came out after the break. They showed their quality. They they went to a plan C. Let's face it. Yeah. Go, you know, reverting to that three five two, and it worked. And it's that sort of versatility which is going to be crucial come coming the back end of the season. And um, okay, they could have stole it last minute. Let, you know, last minute that last of Eden Christensen shot, which I'm still not sure how it didn't go in, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think goal line technology, eh? yeah, or or well, not? No, no, no apparently it, did, it didn't go over. I think we did. We, yeah. Yes, um, not that we could tell out at the time. Of course, very no, difficult well, no, to tell from I'm the brass box. This is it. And, and like Nigel yeah. said, we put a piece up this morning. You know, usually the ball, the, with the way the goal sort of slopes away behind the the goal, um, the goal line, you would almost expect the ball to go that way. It didn't. It's a point. Um, but I think at the end of what was a very busy week, a very tiring week, you know, it was a it was a, a performance full of character. And is five points a good return? Would, yes. would have taken everyone would have taken five points before that week but yeah. given that it, it, is it just given it started yeah. with three is five still enough and Blackburn you know are um, the team that you would have expected to take three from regardless of the new manager bounce as we discussed with Tony Mowbray but I think the key thing to remember is they avoided defeats yeah. against Blackburn so there was there was no gain yeah. from the relegation rival and they have in, in having a good week dragged a few teams closer I mean until Villa won at Derby uh, against yeah. Derby sorry they were I think was it level on points or a point I, I, I think they may have been a point I think they were, I think they were, I think they were a point ahead, yeah, point ahead. When, they, when they kicked off yeah, yeah. They, they, are, they are now on 39 points in fact I'll just run down the table very quickly from sort of 17th downwards I've got it written down here and um, I love an excuse to go through notes I've prepared um, <coughs> Aston Villa finished 17th uh, finished 17th no, uh, is the season over guys um, I, I would take the season over with Burton Albion sat 19th I would indeed not, not bad at all Villa are 17th um, 39 points from 33 games Forest 18th with 37 from 34 the Brewers also 36 from 34 so, level on um, so, they're le- so they are level on points no they're not level on points with Forest no, they were level on points. With oh, they were level on points with Villa. Sorry. Um, yes, my hearing is wonderful. Um, Wolves are just below the Brewers then with 35 points from 32. Bristol City have uh, 33 from 33. Wigan 22nd just inside that bot drop zone. 31 from 34. Blackburn 30 from 32. And then we have Rotherham, yeah. who I haven't even written down. Um, and I mean that with all the respect in the world, but they are 17 points from 34 now. Yeah. And I think it is looking um, it, it's, it's looking quite difficult now for the Millers. Um, so, I mean, you look at that table, yeah. The Brewers four points, uh, sorry, three points behind Villa with an inferior goal difference. If Villa lose that game in hand, suddenly you can possibly look at Villa being dragged into the mire as well, I would argue. Forest aren't out of it yet. They've played 34. They're only a point clear of the Brewers and, um, by all accounts, not in the best form themselves at the moment. Wolves have got two games in hand are only a point behind with a better goal difference you would expect them to leapfrog the Brewers with one of those games in hand Bristol City I mean we'll talk about Bristol City in a second because the Brewers have got them this weekend but that now becomes a more vital game yeah. to, if you can maybe nullify that, um, that 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 game in hand that Bristol City have got as we just see someone walking outside um, trying to be led into reception area we're unfortunately closed um, and trying to record a podcast um, Wigan Athletic is that, is that what the sign says do you think coming up well, it's, uh, that's <laughs> probably one that it's probably one we should have put put up yeah um, so Wigan yeah again 31 from 34 and then are five points behind the Brewers with the same number of games and then Blackburn of course is six points behind with two games at hand so you'd think Wolves of those teams are likely to leapfrog the Brewers Blackburn have got every chance of doing so because their goal difference is uh, the same as the Brewers but if they win games obviously the goal difference improves 
Bristol City becomes suddenly a massive game this weekend because as I was just saying there, they are three points behind with a game in hand on the Brewers. Now the last thing you want is for Bristol City to get a win over the Brewers next weekend and suddenly find themselves level on points with a better goal difference, so leapfrogging the Brewers anyway, and then with the chance to pull further clear. So Stephen, how important then? For me, it's a very, very important game. Perhaps more so than Blackburn. Bristol City becomes very, very important this weekend because of that run, first of all, but also because of the situation of the table right about now. Yeah, it's it's a huge game. Um, Over the weekend, I was talking with with some people at Burton, and I did say that, in my opinion now, points against Bristol City and the Forests, who they play in the next few games, are more important than getting points against teams like Huddersfield and Newcastle because they're much more valuable. Um, What matters at the moment is who they beat. Bristol City this weekend is huge. You saw them go 2-0 up at the weekend against uh, Newcastle. <coughs> yep. So same as they went 3-0 up against Derby a few weeks ago. They're not good at holding leads. Burton should look to exploit that, but they need to start getting points clear. Yeah. They've really started pulling away since January, and we're going to mention that later. Um, yeah. But it's a hugely important game. It's, it's another away game where we haven't necessarily been perfect this season, but it's definitely been an upturn. Yeah. Talk about the tired legs. You know, last week Brewers playing three times in a week. On the flip yeah. side, with them playing Friday, they'll have had eight days off. Whereas Bristol City will have had, I'm sure, it'll be a tiring game against Newcastle yeah. at the weekend, and then been right saying they play Villa uh, yes. on Tuesday yes. night, yes. tomorrow night. So we, so we well, that's interesting. Well, that that, that, so that is Villa's game. game in so that, yeah. That, well, in fact, that, that is that negates Brist- that's Bristol's game in hand. That is their game in hand. Yeah. I did. So I. I've made a terrible error, and unfortunately, there's no do-overs on this podcast because we're already 17 minutes in. I thought Villa was next week but it is of course yeah, this is, Tuesday yeah, yeah. so actually what I was saying there about the game in hand becoming vital it actually might depend on how Bristol City get on at Villa tomorrow yeah. I've had it in my head yeah. I do apologise that that Bristol versus Villa yeah. was next week and it's not you are correct yeah. it is, it is I mean, this if, week if I'm honest I don't think it, I don't think it matters a, a huge amount at the, end, at the end of the day you know well in, in terms of <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean yeah 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 Whatever the result is tomorrow night between those two sides, um, it's, so, it's, a huge, it's a huge game on Saturday. And I think, but what, what I was meaning by the fact that they played tomorrow night, Bristol, it could be the Brewers who have a bit of more of the freshness. Um, yeah. You know, and also you talk about Bristol taking the lead at Newcastle and Derby. You can look at it both sides. Yes, there's that fragility that they carted onto a lead, but they've got to have some quality, even without Tammy Abraham, yes. who's injured at the moment. You know, to be scoring two goals at St James's Park and, and capitalising on mistakes there, three, you know, three at Derby. So. You almost feel that against against Bristol, looking at the way the games are going at the minute, you grab the first goal, or you make it, you know, a big statement early on with, with the way things are going for them, the run that they've been on. I think that would be a massive step, and and, and the Brewers put themselves in, in a great position equally. Bristol have shown that they race out of the blocks, and if they get a good result tomorrow night against Villa, yeah. you know, a point against Newcastle, a point or, or three against Villa, and they'll they'll suddenly be riding a bit of a, a wave as yeah. the Brewers are at the moment as well. I mean, I played up the importance in midweek uh, of. Tammy Abraham's injury. I actually saw today that um, they, they have contacted Chelsea to try and get Tammy Abraham as, back as quickly yeah. as possible. But, you can understand but, but realistically, uh, even though they have lost, I think both forwards that started as yeah, the front yeah. two against Burton back in yeah August, yeah. August, yeah. 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 At the Pirelli, uh, they do have immense quality. They signed Matt Taylor mm. from Bristol Rovers, yeah. who who was you know, taken to this level quite well, and also uh, Lee Tomlin. Yeah, mm. very of course, very player good player at this, at this level, and could really prove to be crucial for them over the weekend. I think as well. I mean, I'm just looking at Bristol City's home form here. Um, won seven, drawn two, lost seven, scored twenty, conceded twenty. They've scored more goals away from home this season 
but they've only won two games away from home. Yeah. It's 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 quite a strange sort of record they've got where they've scored plenty of goals away from home, but they've conceded so many that they've just not been able to, yeah. to, to take those points. At home, as I say, scored 20, conceded 20, won 7, lost 7, drawn 2. That's not a disastrous record. It's not a great yeah, record yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a disastrous home well. record that Bristol City have got. So it's really away from home. Two away wins this season, of course, one of those came in their, their first away game of the season at, the, at yes. the Brewers. I imagine if you compare the records, actually, that sounds pretty similar to the... to The you know to put the home, record, the home record of the <coughs> Brewers. Well, uh, the Brewers have played one extra home game. Rather than 1-7, drawn 2, lost 7, they've 1-7, drawn 3, lost 7. Yeah. The Brewers, and they've scored 18 and conceded 17. So, yeah, actually, the I mean, home form, very probably, similar between the two. away from home as well, because how many away games have they won now? They've won at Rotherham. They've won, they've won two away games, the Brewers, so, yeah. Drawn you know, six very, and lost very, nine. Very, very similar, which obviously yeah. <laughs> goes without saying. That's why they're sort of sat next to each the, other in the table, really. They've picked up an extra two points away from home because Bristol City have drawn four and lost 11, whereas the Brewers have drawn six and lost nine. Yeah. So there's two of the three points between the two of them, and the other one is that extra home draw, played, yeah. the extra home game that they've played. So, yeah, Bristol City going to... So tomorrow's either way, what's the ideal result there for Burton Albion then? Is it a Villa win or is it a draw? Tomorrow night. Because a Villa too far out of it for for that. You've got you know Stephen Overeer obviously as you know. (laughs) Stephen Overeer as as we call him. I don't think (laughs) he's not award winning. (laughs) I don't think Villa are out of his soul. I've watched Villa on numerous occasions. But can you rely on them being dragged further into into the mire? Yes, I mean they've just lost Scott Hogan to injury. For for so a few weeks, not for, for not a few weeks, but crucial weeks. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, the day, absolutely. Few results for the Brewers and, and tears below them, and all of a sudden, you know, Villa are right in there. So I think a draw tomorrow is, is good because it means that there's only one point gained. Yep. For both sides, either side, it means that the result at the weekend could drag Villa right back into it to within a point above the, the Brewers. I think it's whether whether. You know, if you're looking at it from a Burton Albion perspective, would you rather there be more? T- you know, moving into the back end of the home straight of the season, would you rather that there was more teams who could get dragged into it, or would you rather there's fewer teams there but they're struggling more? You know, so for example, you know, yeah. great, Villa. If Villa win, then they pull further clear, and you know they're probably yeah. going to be okay. But Bristol City, obviously, are further in the mire. If Bristol City win, they leapfrog the Brewers, do they, or they go level with yeah. them or whatever? Yeah. But Villa are dragged into it further, so there's more team. It's it's whether you think. You would, you know, you're better off having more teams who could get dragged into it, or fewer teams, but you know, more the, those yeah. fewer sides are struggling. I, I personally think, from a from a Brewers perspective, the one thing they don't want is for Bristol City to mm. win, obviously ahead yeah. of Saturday, because they're four. That would be four points from Villa and Newcastle, and they'd be, you know, riding riding a wave into, yeah. into Saturday. Well, let's not forget the other game that's being played tomorrow night as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not mm. referring to Brighton versus Newcastle, although Which will be a cracker. <laughs> completely unrelated to Burton Albion. That is a game I'm very much yeah. looking yes. forward to. To at least um, looking at whether it's on uh, whether it's being televised or not, I'm not entirely sure. I think it, I think it is, but I'm not entirely sure. But we're not focusing on that. The other game, of course, is Blackburn Rovers at home to Derby County. Now Derby, uh, their recent form, I tell you what, has not been good at all. Obviously, lost one nil to to ten man Aston Villa. Yeah, no winning five. No winning five. I mean the last the last five games here lost one nil to Villa drew nil nil of course with the Brewers lost four three to Cardiff City haven't been leading drew three all with Bristol City haven't been three nil down and lost one nil to Newcastle United not one since Tuesday the thirty first of January so Derby aren't in great form and you look at Blackburn Rovers home form this season as I just get up here 
They've won five, drawn five, lost six. Again, away from home is where Blackburn have really been struggling. Suddenly, you look at this game, yeah. and Blackburn, after their performance against the Brewers on Saturday, will be looking at this thinking, let's get them to Ewood yeah. Park. The last time we played at Ewood Park, we were 2-1 down against Manchester United, but we took them yeah. all the way. Yeah. We made life difficult for them, and we can get Derby County, a team short on confidence, who, yes, have got to win soon because they're a quality outfit, but they'll be short on confidence. They're certainly short on form. Certainly, Blackburn Rovers will really fancy their chances yeah. of winning at least the first of those two games in hand they have on the Brewers. Blackburn have quality. They we do. The Charlie Mulgrew, I thought, yeah. was, fun, I Feeney, thought was very good. Feeney looked Liam very Feeney, good. very good. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Emnes is a proven yeah. championship mm. player. Danny Graham. The Brewers were very likewise. relieved when Emnes was taken yes. off, but understandably, I think he was starting to tire a little bit. Um, and uh, I think Mowbray will have wanted him for tomorrow night, so I that could be something in the Brewers' favour. Sam Gallagher is another player. He's got 11 goals this season. And the player I didn't actually know they had signed mm -hmm. until he came on against Rose was Lucas Yao. Yes. And, you know, another very dangerous championship player. Um, from Sheffield Wednesday, from I, Sheffield want, Wednesday I want yeah. to say. Um, yeah, absolutely. They've got a quality side, Blackburn. And they're, they're, they're not a quality side to suggest that they probably should be top half of the no, championship, no. I would suggest. But they're certainly a, a side that. Well, I mean, I, I look at some of the sides who are around mid table at the moment. Uh, have they got a seriously weaker side than, say, Brentford without Ipswich. Scott Hogan or Ipswich Town, who, who are currently fifteenth? No, well, Ipswich, Ipswich have forty-two points. They're eleven points clear of the drop zone. I, th I think they're they're about safe personally, but but there we go. Um, but I mean, in any case, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, is going to be a very very interesting evening for Burton Albion it's, fans. It's this it? time of year, isn't it? When suddenly <laughs> you know midweek get when, when Burton Albion weren't playing midweek mm. you know, earlier in the season, and other teams were. You, you might keep abreast of the score, but there's probably other things that you're doing. You know, whatever you're catching up on community, which is, is what I've been doing recently. Been watching other TV shows are available. Other TV shows are available, but <laughs> probably few as, as funniest community, which I'm obsessed with. At the we moment. do work here at the Burton Mail. We want that. To, we want that to I be don't. known as well. Oh yeah, I oh, don't. No. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Stephen doesn't. Stephen's just the award-winning podcaster well, we, we bring in occasionally. Um, but it's that time of season, isn't it, where on a Tuesday night, even when the Brewers aren't playing, all you're yeah. doing is checking Twitter and, and following yeah. these games because they, they are, you know, they, they have such an impact on, on how things are going. I think Blackburn have got a great chance tomorrow night against yeah. Derby. I do. Uh, you know, I think Derby are really struggling for confidence, and they're such a good side on the ball, but they just, you know, the goals mm. just aren't coming at the moment. Um, Won six and lost seven away from home this season. The Rams. Yeah, I just, I, I, I do. I, I think, I think it's a great chance for Blackburn. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you win that, and they're right up there with the Brewers. But yeah, I mean, I was asking Marvin Sordell at the weekend. You know, at this time of season, to players, you know, a players sort of obsessed with, you know, checking their phones every two minutes when they're not playing. He said, yeah, he said, I think you know, we all are at this time because it, because it is so important and it's so tight down there. Um, but yeah, no doubt about it. Burton Albion players will be checking and, and hoping that things go their way out of Saturday. One other thing that almost makes me think, in truth, that Blackburn have a good chance of staying up, and, and I only know this from watching Soccer Saturday on a weekly basis, but uh, Blackburn lose. Again, we do work here. We yeah. don't just sit back and watch TV. Um, Blackburn have lost the majority of their games by one, by a single goal, mm. which if Tony Mowbray can come in and find a way to make them grind out games... You know, they'll start picking up those points they've lost and they'll start moving away from the zone. It's interesting to say that goal difference, you know, again, yeah. you talk about how close this goal it's difference. The, the Brewers' goal difference. And that's what hamstrings yeah. the Brewers. I, I, always, I, I always like to see goal difference, um, depending on, on how close it is. It's an extra half point, isn't it? Yes. Effectively. That is what goal difference is. It's half a point that puts you above or below a certain team if you're on the same number of points. Looking around the teams at Burton Albion, I mean, you exclude Rotherham who are on minus 45. 
Um, they've conceded 77 goals this season, Rotherham. Exclude that for a moment. Burton Albion's goal difference is the joint worst in the division. Minus 13 at the moment. Same as Blackburn. Same as Birmingham City, of all teams. You, you know, that's another debate for another podcast. What's happened to Birmingham City lately? Of course they did win uh, against Wolves last Friday. Looking at that goal difference... Ugh, is it is it too harsh to suggest Burton Albion rather than third on thirty six points are effectively on thirty five and a half? Um, is that the way you can maybe see it? And the I mean, there is there is a bit of a gap, isn't there? You know, it's not just one or two goals. I think you know the Brewers are sort of five or six or, or seven worse off than a lot of the sides around them. Yeah. So it, you know, potentially you could argue that, and and it's hard to see whether they'll necessarily you know make up that much unless these t- you know unless for example Bristol City have a shocker and lose sort of three four nil to Villa but it's hard to see that sort of and, and Burton Albion haven't been thrashed this season that's the, there's been no yeah. games where they've been absolutely played off the park but uh, I suppose you think about you know your 4-1 at Brighton your 3-0 at Reading you know quite a few games they, where, they where, add up where, yeah where they've lost by yeah. a couple of goals your, your leads you know your hip switches and whatever and they, they do add up so uh, yeah, you could argue that it feels like half a point at the minute, but I, I would think that, again, it's a get back getting points on the board, and whilst the Brewers might have a, an inferior goal difference, they might have played more than a lot of the sides around them, at least until the end of the week. They won't really care. For them, you know, the point on Friday was another point on the board, yeah. a point yeah. close to survival, and until the final day, if you've got more points on the board and other teams have still got to do it, they've still got to go out and do it. If Burton can keep picking up the points now, you know, that, that's all that really matters, and it's all about momentum. So tomorrow night, then, if you're a Burton Albion fan, you're looking at the three games being played... Um, in the championship there was going to be four Wolves were going to play one of their games in hand against Huddersfield Town that's been postponed I'm not sure when that's been rearranged for um, in an ideal world then you're hoping for Brighton and Newcastle to be thoroughly entertaining yeah. and you're hoping for Blackburn to suffer a home defeat against Derby County yes. and you're hoping Bristol City Stephen, you want to draw in that sort of... Re- well, well, you, you don't want to draw. I'd, I'd like a win. You're a Villa, you're a Villa fan, yes, so you would like a win. If you're a Brewers a fan, a draw's not disastrous because no, 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 it no. means they're two points behind without a game in no, hand, no, and suddenly that game in hand... Well, the game in hand's going to be moot tomorrow regardless. Yeah. But you, you want to avoid a Bristol City win, but you definitely want Blackburn to lose. Is that about right? Is yes. that fair? Yeah. It is. What I would say though is I imagine you go to sort of the Burton Albion training session or whatever and as much as they say that they, they check results and they look at the table, they won't be thinking about any of this because no. you can see by having this discussion yeah. you can look into it so much and <laughs> this might happen and that might happen. If you're the actual Well don't slate team, the podcast mate, for oh, me. I'm not slate no, no. Oh we can do this, we don't have to go out on the pitch and, and get the results, you know. But in terms of actually keeping your head Thank clean, the Lord, yes. yeah, yeah, oh God, they, we would struggle. I've, I've seen uh, him eyeing me up a few times. Uh, <laughs> Burton fans, thankful there. Anyone yeah. who may have seen me in my coat will perhaps know I'm not exactly in a position to play a pressing game for 90 minutes. But you can see, you can see how this can you can run away with it, thinking what if this happens, what if that happens, God if it's at the end of the day. It's Burton Albion's have to get the results themselves, and if they if they keep taking care and continue the form that they're getting at the minute, which is you know three games <coughs> unbeaten, I think it's sort of three wins from the last six or only two defeats from the last seven games. That sort of run, replicate that for the next three sort of batches until the end of the season. Yeah, they'll be there and thereabouts, won't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let, let's just start to sort of wrap this up then. Um, we did say we were going to discuss January. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, have, we'll have a quick discussion on January. We, yeah. We've just gone over half hour, but I think we can. Um, if you are listening to us thank you very much and I hope you don't mind us just chatting for another couple of minutes about the January transfer window um, we've obviously written pieces on it Josh um, Stephen you've sort of discussed it with us as yes, well the importance of the January transfer window now obviously it didn't end perhaps in the manner that most would have desired um, with Nottingham Forest making their approach 
for Nigel Clough. Yeah. Was that going to affect plans? You know, there were plenty of... I was receiving plenty of tweets. Right? It all makes sense now. Jamie Ward going back. And is this why we're not having any signings? Yeah, it was wasn't the case at all. Yeah. Burton Albion fans were... were do, I don't like using that term. Okay. You know, because pe- people were rightly concerned about what this well, meant for yeah. Burton Albion's transfer plans. And, and quite rightly, yeah. were asking us, what does this mean? Are the two things linked? Now, regardless... Nigel Clough in his final few days of the January transfer window brought in Lasseveigen Christensen on loan from Fulham along with Corley Woodrow and Michael Kitely came in at around I think it was probably half, I think it was, no, yeah. well I think it was, it was before the deadline but I got the sort of nod at around half eleven that this had happened so there I was at home desperately oh, you know, I, I just ready to it. ready to head to bed yeah I, I completely dismissed it I got a screenshot from a a Twitter account that had announced that Michael Carley was signing oh, uh, one of those transfers yeah and I just dismissed it out yeah. of hand saying it's not going to happen they sometimes get that, that right left field. they do sometimes get that right but then again of course two Burnley journalists had also uh, yes, report, I, tweeted that before them before this, this call, call me cynical and when it comes to uh, those transfer transfer rumour Twitter accounts you certainly can um, but in any case those three were brought, were brought in how how crucial, Josh, could... Th- I mean, all the January signings. Yeah. Sordell has, I think, done very well so far. He's got his first goal now, as he got against Blackburn. A great strike to the top left corner. You had Luke Varney come in, who's, who's looked good when, when he's played. Luke Murphy, I think, has been an excellent signing Agreed. in the centre of midfield. Again, that defensive and offensive work, he's done well. And then those last three as well. How vital to Burton Albion's plans for next season mm. was January and was that final week and making sure that the speculation around Forest wasn't um, th- didn't affect bringing players in oh, crucial I mean you only you know it's easy to do it but you only need to look at the goal scorers of, of the yes. games they've won you know yeah. you talk yeah. about the Wolves game it's, it's Kitely and, and, and Woodrow Kitely's got three uh, Woodrow's got yeah. two Sordell's now got one got the equaliser against, against Blackburn so purely just from those you know those numbers it's been impressive but I can't think Six signs, I can't think of anyone who's not made an impact. Okay, Luke Varney's obviously working his way back from, from a punctured lung and a broken rib, but I've been really impressed with his little yes. cameos, to be fair. That's you know, right. he's, he still looks at you know, that good work rate, holds the ball up well, but he's you know, still got a bit of pace. So I think they all offer something. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's over-egging the pudding to suggest that that final week, you know, Woodrow, Christensen, you're not liking that phrase, over-egging what, the pudding. What day? I've never heard that phrase before. Well, you know... Why would you have an egg in a pudding? It depends on the pudding. I'm, I'm not sure the baking <laughs> myself, mate. But, but, um, but what pudding has eggs in it, Steve? Um, you, you, use, you use eggs egg in custom, cake. Egg custom, well, I suppose you could have you use eggs cake. to make a cake. Yeah, you surely have more eggs. So what? <laughs> We're getting off topic, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would be overstating the fact is that, that I'll, I'll use that to, to say that that final week, you know, those three who came in, Kylie Christensen and Woodrow, could 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 easily be seen out of the difference yes. between it's that killer instinct it's that player yeah. Woodrow in the 94th minute against yeah. Wolves who's on hand to turn it home it's Kitely's goal against Norwich that mo- that aspect of quality that perhaps as good as the Brewers squad already was they just didn't have and now they uh, do and, and that could be the it's difference. having your cake and eating it yes well done well done <laughs> I actually tweeted uh, after the Brighton game uh, a few weeks ago when Kitely scored a free kick mm. and I want your guys opinion on this could, is, is it out of the question to say that if Michael Kiley continues with the impact he's had so far and helps Burton stay up, he would go down as one of the great January signings? What, in world history? J- just in terms of the impact he would have, 
Because person saying it would be. I think you go. I think I think you'd have to go away to replicate Nemanja Vidić and Luis Suarez, but <laughs> in, in Burton Albion's recent history, I would I, I would I would absolutely I agree. I'd, I'd certainly. I think you can make a case for all three of them being excellent January signings. Yeah. So far, I mean, we're only yeah. five or six games Definitely. in from when they signed. You know, there's plenty of. I mean, this is maybe the doomsayer here, but touch wood. But there is time for for that to go wrong yeah, in well, any way. They yeah. could, either, any one of them could lose form. So far, yeah. that's not a lot like happening. But I mean, seem to have the quality as well as the the drive and determination and character to to succeed at the moment. And yeah, yeah I think Cartley's a big part of that. I mean, he's been playing Premier League football this season for crying out loud. Yeah. Yes. What an opportunistic move by Nigel Clough to 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 bring yeah. him in, in in the manner he did. You know, excellent yeah. excellent business, but. Yeah, I think. I mean, okay. Well, we'll wrap this up now, anyway, and um, we'll head off to have some, to have some eggy pudding or whatever it was you were just talking about, Josh. Eggy pudding. I, I, I don't know. I've genuinely never heard that before. The only one I think of is an egg custard. And it's a. Fr- I mean, it's a phrase. I, I'm not sure. You've been listening to Pudding Talk. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. No, of course. You've been listening to Brewers Talk from the Burton Mail um, in a very sort of cold reception area. We're certainly going to head the bathroom to the office now. And uh, we're, we're, the room is nice and heated, is, and get ourselves so. warm and upload this podcast. Um, but it just I think remains for me to say, first of all, that tomorrow night Bristol City and Blackburn Rovers are in action. Big night for Burton yeah, Albion on Tuesday night. Big games will bring you all the latest, of course, reaction to those games and what it means for the Brewers in the Championship table. And uh, yeah, it just leaves me to say now, thank you very much to the award-winning Stephen Martin, <laughs> not the referee. Ah, thank you. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it once again. It's good to be back. It's good. It's really good to be back recording. And uh, it leaves me to thank you, Joshua Murray, Cheers, Baker man. Extraordinaire. Cracking fun. Cracking, f- cracking oh, eggs. Oh, it's oh. wonderful. Egg puns. I mean, yeah. Oh, I'd almost say excellent, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, to ruin the end of the podcast. Um, okay. Thank you very much, though, for joining us. It's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, time discussing all the latest Brewers talk on Brewers Talk. Thank you very much indeed. And don't forget to log on to the Burtonmail website for all the latest Brewers news, analysis, opinions, www.burtonmail.kdk slash sports and at Burton Albion BM on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you.